0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome back. This week is Parish of Yisrael, and we're continuing learning 39 Malachas, and now we're going to start the Malacha of Burr, which will probably take us uh, a couple of weeks. So burr <clears throat> as a Malacha, is interesting because the rules from the academic perspective, meaning to say, like, when you learned it in the book, uh, it's pretty clear what the rules are and what the conditions are. But the confusion is how to apply them. The, the malacha is interesting also in that there aren't many durabunan levels in the malacha of Bayr. Meaning, when it comes to Bayr, it's either permitted or it's a malacha dairisa, which is very stringent. There aren't that many uh, buffers of durabunans between uh, a dairisa and what's permitted. So we all know, jumping right into it, we all know that the rule of Bayer is, there are three conditions in order that it should be permitted to select on Shabbos, to take one thing from another. Number one, um, you can take good from bad, that's the first condition, right? Toive from Ra, the good has to be taken from the bad, not vice versa. Number two, you have to use your hands, you have to do a biad, not using an, a, a utensil, which is either designed for selecting or can assist selecting and lastly it has to be miad it has to be for immediate use those are the three conditions that uh, we all know and the idea behind these three conditions is that when you these three conditions are met then it's not perceived as a malacha as much as it's perceived as derech achila. that's the way the Gemara presents it that it's just a process of eating and derech achila is allowed, that's not a malacha. just eating is allowed on Shabbos so anything that falls under the eating category is allowed but if you do it any other way and you don't meet these three conditions, then it's looked at as uh, preparation or tikkun as you're fixing something and you're benefiting uh, by doing that. So therefore, it's it's a malach. So these are the three conditions and this is what we're going to be focusing on, trying to understand how these three conditions apply. Again, it has to be good from bad. Ta'iv mira has to be done biyad with your hands, not with the utensil. And miyad has to be done for immediate, uh, immediate use. So... Here is the example where, you know, these three conditions, if the conditions are met, so then it's permitted. If you miss any of these conditions, like you take bad from good, yeah, even if you did it with your hands and for immediate use, or you did it for Friday night, for Shabbos day, even though you did good from bad and you did it with your hands, if you miss any of those conditions, then it changes from being mutter to malacha deraisa. So that's that's the way this malacha works. The only real exception in Barer where it goes from uh, uh, it comes from permitted to a drobanan is in the condition of using utensils where it's only derisa if you use a utensil that's dedicated for beer for example, uh, if you used a colander right, that's uh, the sieve kind of thing to strain macaroni from water or you um, you use, uh, use it to, to strain water out of uh, wor- uh, fruit fruit that you're soaking in water so that would be using a, uh, a utensil that's dedicated for beer uh, to do buyer that'd be deraisa. But if you use another kind of utensil, which isn't dedicated for buyer, you just you kind of makeshift. Like if you had a bowl of grapes with a lot of water in it, and you wanted to empty out the water, so you put a plate on top of it, and you made a little hole, and you emptied it out. So you created your own makeshift utensil to 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 strain out the water. That would be a drabanan because of the as far as the utensil is concerned, that would be a drabanan because it's not a dedicated utensil for Byrus. That's the only real example of a drabanan in in Baris. Now, in that particular example I just gave, there's another aspect that we would have to address, which is it seems like you took the bad from the good, right? You poured out the water. So maybe Diracea because of that. We'll have to get to that. That's not so simple. We would have to we'll address that basic when we get there. So these are the rules and these three rules need to be kept, otherwise it's not permitted, either Diraisa for the most part or a Drabana. Now The complication when it comes in Hilchus butter is that it's not clear how you apply these rules. Let me give you an example. So there's an easy example of taking good from bad. You have peanuts that have been shelled, right? So they're mixed together, the peanuts and the shells. Okay, take the good from the bad. What's that? You take the peanuts, leave the shells. That's straightforward. That we understand. But where it gets complicated is if you have a piece of chicken on a bone. So you need to take the chicken from the bone. So how exactly is that defined as taking good from bad? You're holding the bone with one hand, you're taking chicken with the other hand. So if you pull with the bone hand, then it's taking bad from good, and if you pull with the chicken hand, then it's good from bad. Seems a little, kind of right. It seems very arbitrary. It's like the same action. It's, uh, you're doing the same thing. What's the difference? Which one's pulling? Right hand, left hand, right? So there are there. there it, 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 when it gets a little bit more nitty gritty, it becomes a little hard to understand what would be good and what would be bad, and what's called taking the good from the bad or the bad from the good. Um, likewise it's not so clear what exactly qualifies good and bad in a mixture like peanuts and shells that's very clear but what about if you have two things that are both edible and they're both eminently useful you just happen to want one and not want the other does that make it good and bad does that make it an issue of burr? and uh, another lack of clarity is uh, immediate use, what's immediate use mean? Does that mean right away, uh, an hour, an hour and a half? How much, right? So all these things need, uh, when it comes to application, the rules are clear, but how to apply them needs to be uh, learned and understood. So we're gonna try to work through them to see what we can understand. So first we're actually going to begin by clarifying the what, what, what prefaces buyer, which means buyer is predicated on a tarivis, on a mixture. It needs to be a mixture to be a problem of buyer. If there's no mixture, and that mixed together, then there's no problem of buyer to begin with. So what makes something considered a mixture? <clears throat> so in order for things to be considered a taravis, a mixture, they have to be mixed or at least adjacent enough that it becomes somewhat difficult to discern what is what, uh, at least when you're looking superficially. So let me give you an example. If you have on your dining room table, you have a pile of forks, a pile of spoons, and a pile of knives. Nice piles. And there may be they're one right up next to each other, but they're three separate piles. And even if they're right next to each other, it's very cl- easily, clearly discernible. This is knives, this is forks, this is spoons. So then there would be no problem at all. You wouldn't have to stick to any rules of buyer. You could put them away, do as you please uh, when you when you take the spoons and the knives and the forks, because they are very easily easily and clearly discernible. It's not a mixture. That's why it doesn't have any issues of buyer because you haven't started the problem that buyer is coming to fix. There's no mixture here. Um, but let's say if there's a jumble of, of forks and knives and spoons now it's not hard to see what's a spoon and it's not hard to see what's a knife and it's not hard to see what's a fork but if you take a look at the mixture superficially it gets a little bit difficult in on on uh, you know first glance to see what is what and where things are and that's what could defines it as a mixture and then being defined as a mixture now you have a problem of and if you would want to separate you would have to then stick to the conditions of beer now this becomes especially important when you're trying to clean up um, toys on the floor. There's definitely a point when the toys are a jumble. Like, for example, if you have cards, different card games, right? So, discards of of, uh, of a rumble pie and another cards of spit cards and so on and so forth. So you have a whole bunch of different kind of cards. They're all mixed up on the floor. So, okay, we all know that's very clearly a mixture. It's very hard even to discern what is what. You have to pick up each one and examine it to know which one is which. So that would be a mixture. And then you would only be allowed to select if you met all these uh, conditions, which means you would only be allowed to select uh, the ones you want to use then. Um, and you'd only be allowed to select it for immediate use, not to put it away. That's not called immediate use. It would have to be to actually use it. Um, so that would be uh, that would be clearly a taravis a mixture and you would, would be subject to the conditions of wear but what about if it's very big toys right So you have big uh, cars and dolls and they're all jumbled together on the floor but they're big right so everything is very easily discernible you see the doll you see the there's a big mess on the floor but that doesn't mean that they're mixed together because they're so big and they're easily discernible in their position what they are. So that actually would not be a mixture, and then it would be no problem. You could go clean up the toys, tell your kids to clean up the toys at least, and uh, tell them to put it away, and that wouldn't be a problem. But, obviously, that's the two ends of the spectrum, and there's a lot of things in between. So, being that bar'r is a if you it is a mixture, so you w- we would need to be machmir. Anytime that it's questionable if it's a taravis, even if it's a borderline thing, it be, it's considered a mixture, maybe not, we would be machmir. We would need to be stringent because uh, of the potential issa d'araisa if you don't meet the conditions of bar'r. And that's an important uh, a way to begin the sugya of Bayer, this, this, uh, the, the topic of this malacha, it needs to begin with this, defining what exactly is considered a mixture. And at times, even large and recognizable items can be a mixture as well. For example, books. Right? Books are very recognizable in the cover and the spine. You can see what it is. But if you have a large pile of books, and they're all kind of the same size, so then it becomes a mixture because you don't really see what is what. Uh, at first glance and when it's a mixture then you have a problem of buyer so you can't put them away on their shelves you'd have to just take the whole pile and put it somewhere but you wouldn't be allowed to separate it and put them in their respective places for this reason because once they become piled up in a certain way they do become a mixture at first glance you can't really tell what is what and that may be a problem that may present a problem of buyer and you would therefore have to stick to the condition so this is This is basically the introduction to Bayer, and we'll continue next week and coming weeks as there's Shem working on each one of the conditions and how it applies. But the first question you always have to ask yourself when coming to uh, an issue of Bayer is, is this a mixture or is this not a mixture? Does this meet the qualifications that are necessary for it to even be a question of Bayer?